Do you ever feel like the climate crisis, like upside down emoji, mustache man emoji, crying emoji, barfing emoji, fairy emoji, rainbow emoji. We're gonna talk about the climate crisis, but it's like, it's okay. Mm. Like you won't leave feeling Hi, I'm the bird woman, Phoebe. And I'm Jacques. And welcome to Do You Ever Feel Like? where we ask the questions that everyone's thinking and no one's answering. I'm so excited to be on the pod with you right now because I feel like we actually have things to talk about. We have shit to talk about. And also, I'm like a little bit nervous for our listener because like we actually haven't spoken in a couple of days. (laughs) And we're getting, you're getting raw. Raw. Getting raw. Raw. (laughs) Which, um... We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. Um, I was like, I'm excited to talk to Phoebe because I haven't actually talked to Phoebe. I mean, not even a couple of I haven't talked to you in like a week, basically. Not like for yeah, real, for I real. Know. Right? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like... <laughs> I'm super excited. And then I'm like, yes, the audience doesn't want to listen to me being like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not so much also the audience. It's like editing Phoebe is going to just it's like um, whenever we like start going places, I'm like, what? What's the story here? Girls, what are we doing? (laughs) I mean, I think it's a really great like insight into our relationship, actually. Because that's where I was going. This idea of like me being like, and you being like, this is you. Shut up. Oh. (laughs) Just like essentially, you know, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. Not this is you saying shut up. I'm saying like, I'm saying in response to me, like, you control your life. Stop talking. (laughs) Like, yeah. That's our relationship in a nutshell. Yeah. You're like, what about this? I'm like, I genuinely don't care. Go away. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to hear you complain about shit you can control. Get out of here. Like, like, Well, it's not that. It's not even just that. It's just like I am really – I I think part of this has to do with – okay, hi, hello. I guess we'll just get into it. I am really in my life – trying so hard to not control other people all of the time Mm -hmm. constantly and so when people are like coming to me and especially people that I love and like I know I can say these things to in sometimes the Phoebe words of shut up which is not something I love about myself but also it does the job (laughs) so (laughs) like it works Like, I think a lot of the time, like, how am I going to be a parent, like, tell a child to, like, not say certain words? Because, like, I tell people to shut up constantly. Um, So that's a future problem. But um, I, I, yeah, I work really hard to, like, not control people all the time. So when stuff that Phoebe could be like, sure, let me, I'll, I'll just puppeteer your own life for you. I'm like, no, no. No, I can't do that. Go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's the pod. That's the pod. And like, 
this is, I mean, this is I, like, yeah, like, I, why, why would I be friends with anyone <laughs> who wasn't be like doing that? You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. like, I love that about you. I love that. I love that about friendships and relationships. Like, I, I want to be in relationships where someone says, this is yours, not mine. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think yeah. that that's helpful. Um, I don't know how interesting it is to say on the podcast, though, is all, is all I'm saying. No, I was just thinking, I was like, we're just going to do friend therapy in like the first five, but all right. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Go us. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm, well, but I'm really okay. I'm really fine. Oh, I know you are. Um, I also know you are. Yes. And that's always, too, what it is. It's like you saying back, yeah, just being, showing my excellence back to me, which I appreciate. Um, mm, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Through however Phoebe wants to do it, which is what I'm down for. Um, because I also it's think. usually short, rude language. <laughs> which I also think is something else, right? People say like. Oh, I want that. I want relationships of honesty. I want to be called from out on my shit. I want blah 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 blah. Yeah. And of course, we should be tender and kind with each other's hearts. But it's mm-hmm. also like, you know, sometimes that person's language is not going to be your language. And again, no, it's not going to be your language. And like, I I get in trouble a lot in life for my very kind of um. And I want to be, like, kind to myself. I'm not trying to be a real housewife of, like, it's just who I am. I am a neurodivergent person who struggles with language. And, like, so when I say things, like, it, it is very blunt and it is very kind of literal and lateral at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, it doesn't work for a lot of people. So I am very grateful for the people that I can say these things to. But, and, it, and, and it works. When it works, it works. Yeah. And when it doesn't, like, I kind of – that's a part of my life where I'm just like, that's not really something I can control about myself any longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really quite fascinating. I've been reading a lot about, like, unmasking and, um, and I don't know, just trying to be myself in the world lately. And um, – so for I I don't know if maybe I just jumped into like therapy terms really quick, but like masking is like I don't know pretending to be a <laughs> neurotypical person mm-hmm. and like here's what you do when you get in line at the coffee shop and where to go mm-hmm. and what to say and how to act etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's really just kind of a bit crazy making to me to think that like there's so many therapies and I understand why they're in place in the world, but like. It kind of really frustrates me that like so much advice given to like neurodiverse people is like, here's how to be and here's here's how to act. And it's like, well, what do you want? Do you want authenticity or do you want me to follow the script because it's one or the other? Like you can't you can't yep. you can't play this game with me. So anyway. Ooh. Anyway. Huh. That could be a whole pod. That's so interesting. Oh, it's a it's a whole pod. It's actually I, th- we need to. Everyone needs to get out there. Do you ever bingo sheets today? Because we have a we have a. That's a whole other pod. <laughs> <laughs> like pyramid at, at play today. Ooh. Um, um. But before we get into it, I wanted to ask you how you are. Oh, I wanted to ask you the same thing. I was about to say the same thing. No. Okay, fine. My turn. Um, how I am. I 
I'm really stepping in. Here's, here's, I, 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 here we go. I am really stepping into a point in my life where I'm like, no, Jacqueline, you actually are a boss. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. Like, actually, you are a boss, bitch. And, yeah. And, oh, I- <laughs> like, I know why you're laughing. Why? Because I'm like, I've had enough of you and your shit. I'm like, yeah, okay. You've had enough of me and my shit. Um, I think you've had enough of me and my shit. But also, I think you're laughing because, like, I don't know, five minutes from now, I might feel differently. I don't know. Well, I think it's always, like, um, Whenever a friend tells me something, they're like, I've just had this like revelation. I'm like, bitch, you didn't have to go to therapy. I could have just told you if you asked. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like I you think, being over my I shit. Like, like you're like, yeah. you're like, I'm like, yes, I am very keenly aware. You're very keenly <laughs> yeah. aware that Jacqueline is a boss, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think here's what that means, though, for me. I think Ooh. what it means for me is a few things. Being fine with work. I know. I think it's about being fine with work. Again, you you know all these things. We can just hang up and go away. Like, we don't need to talk to each other. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. I know. Wow. Ah! <laughs> I, I'm just screaming. I'm just screaming. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in a fa- – like, I was just talking to a friend who, of course, we're always on the same – on the same together. And they were like, this is my season of work. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. It's so funny you're saying this because I was just writing about – so I'm taking a little bit of sabbatical this summer. Well, we both are. Mm-hmm. And – but it's not to lay on a beach necessarily – like that's kind of what I wanted, but it's what I think I have wanted is rest, but it's actually not true. Like what I am wanting is like deep creation and like research and like library stacks and like, uh huh. And so it's not. I think we kind of conflate like work with like hard, yes. but like actually, what I'm wanting, and especially as a creative person, mm-hmm. like creating is like second nature to me I can do it with my eyes closed I can do it I'll do it long after I'm dead as well you know like I think I think we kind of conflate like I don't know like effort in a Mm. sense Mm. or like or like Mm. lack of ease or something like that anyway so like I'm writing like my like Phoebe sabbatical like boundaries for myself and it's like really kind of quite hard to put down on paper because it's like it's kind of just vibes (laughs) It's just vibes. It's just vibes. It's just dusty bookshelves. Yeah. If <laughs> if the vibes can be maintained, it's a yes. If if it harshes the vibes, then it's a no. Yeah. I'm sorry, my man. Like that's the only way. Mm. And like it's good. It's very day to day. There's a temperature control. Um, it's vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're in your work season. You're a boss. I'm. I'm about vibes. I'm truly like really like I'm like oh wow 
and I can see everything so clearly. It's coming to me. And I think uh, this is complicated, but I think that um, I wouldn't have taken advantages, advantage of certain things that have, would have come my way, you know, in the past mm-hmm. out of some for some bullshit reason, honestly, like, like for some, um, I'm trying to not like judge myself too much, but for some, like, it it just feels laughable to me now that at some point I ever didn't take the opportunities that were coming to me. And I was just kind of like, no, that's not like, that's not it. Because actually Mm -hmm. anything can really be it if you are like moving through life the way you want to. Like actually literally anything can be it. Like – Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's – I mean I guess it's like – like I said, it's about vibes. Yes. It's like maybe it's the (laughs) vibe. Like yes. Like – It's just vibes. I would have never – like people come to me now and – and I had an issue with my okay. Oh my god, I'm this is a lot. This is what I'm saying. This is what the people are getting. This is what I'm saying. Like five. They got raw. They got They're getting raw, raw file. Raw they got raw file. file. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I have because went through this whole thing last week where I discovered all the different ways that I can say no. Right? Mm. And I'm pu- trying to put mm. it out there in the world. It's coming soon, I promise. Mm-hmm. But like, point is, is that Like, it's actually not all the ways to say no. It's all the ways to not say yes. And, like, Mm -hmm. Mm. I think Mm. there – I've then been experimenting with, like, okay, but is it a yes? And because I I live in the now, which is, like, also freaking me out with the stuff you keep telling me. Um, (laughs) Get there later. Like, I live in the now so much of, like, oh, well, if I can't do this right now, I can't do it at all. And actually, that's not true, Jacqueline. Like, you can say to someone, yes, beautiful idea. I would love to support this project. How about next spring? Mm -hmm. And like, when Mm. you actually are living in a way where you believe and trust in yourself, you know what I'm saying? That like, the next spring is actually, it like sits in you so much better. And sit, like like before, I think I was not taking advantage, quote unquote, of certain things coming my way because I was like, oh, I can't fit it into the now. And it's like, you don't have yeah. to fit it into the now. That thing isn't mm-hmm. going to go away because it's in, even if it goes away in whatever container it's being presented to you, it's going to come back right. some other way. Right. Because this is what I was, this is when I was saying to you, I, you're, I was like, you're um, you're being Spider-Man. You're you're t- wormhole jumping. You're existing on many timelines at the same time, mm-hmm. instead of just one wormhole. Yes, <laughs> one timeline, one one future, but just at a time. Like this is what I think the other thing is is like when we say no to something, or even and even in setting up like the sabbatical for myself, it's felt very like it feels very um kind of vulnerable to talk about. But I'm like, why? Because I don't really kind of give a shit, but I think it's just because I don't have a very clear answer for somebody and like that – like I don't have like a thing that I can tell you like package up in a nice way and be like, here's this thing I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. Here's like a very clean definition of this word. Like I'm just – like I said, I'm going on vibes. I'm going on feels um, and like that's the – that's like the hardest thing too. Mm-hmm. 
ever try and translate from someone. So, yeah. Hot dog. I think I'm like, I'm a boss, but I can decide. She's a boss. But I can decide how to be a boss. And yeah. Um, Ooh, yes. I can decide how to be a boss, which is so important. And like, you will always be Jacqueline. Like, it's not going to go away, this thing. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, this is the most raw. Like, we're not, I'm not even speaking in real sentences, actually, because we don't have to actually speak in real sentences no. when we talk I know. to each other. I know. It's quite gross. <laughs> it's quite gross. Anyways, how are you? Um, I'm great. <laughs> I'm actually also fine and great. Actually, actually, um, everything has been going insane, but everything's been going insane. I keep like, I'm like, did somebody put out some kind of like inconveniencing curse out in the world? Did somebody, um, like what is going on? Like things are delayed. Interruptions are everywhere. They're constant accidents. Like, like just constant. It's been constant in my life for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks now. Um, and I kind of keep citing to myself that I'm like, Oh, well I'm okay because, like I've built a life that's like, okay, I can like deal with inconveniences and stuff. But I think that is fine for now. And it's not, I don't know, like this, like you can like only go to like so many massages and like yoga and therapy before you actually have to like feel a feeling. Um, And so I, furthermore, I kind of keep thinking, going away in uh like basically a week a week and a, like 10 days and I'm like oh uh I, I can't just wait to like be like sitting on a patio somewhere to like be okay you know like I, I I can't just like hold on to that like I have to be I have to like actually deal with myself right now I can't just like do a breathing exercise to like get through anxiety I have to like find the feeling underneath it um, which mm. brings me to Sex in the City. Because <laughs> everything. Because everything, all leads, all roads lead back to Sex in the City. Um, I didn't even really plan on this, but you and I, well, also another reason why we don't need to talk, you and I are both on it, like whatever. I mean, I guess you guys just, I've been, I've been re-watching Sex in the City since, just since. Just a constant rewatch, you know? I remember watching that show uh, when I would babysit, and are you okay? Are you okay? It's a- what? I was trying to not laugh because I felt like performance wise, that joke was funnier without a laugh. good job you were just like it was terrible (laughs) but I was like no the synth needs to linger on its own that's funnier without me responding and then I couldn't hold it in anyways whatever it looked like you were choking oh god (laughs) you're like um should we stop (laughs) 
Are you yeah, done? Is, is this the end? My podcasting partner is gone. Um, but rewatching Sex and the City, I don't even want to call it a rewatch. Like I said, I've just been rewatching Sex and the City since time in memoriam. But um, then I realized the new season of And Just Like That is coming up. And so I'm wondering, I was like, should I rewatch that? And I was like, I can't because my eyeballs will light on fire. But then I had I had a thought last night. Ooh, like Carrie. As, um, oh, oh, as yes. Carrie has. Oh, my God. Honestly, it's so fucking embarrassing, like, watching that show and being like, this is literally me writing my stuff yeah. back. Like, I literally stand at a window in my pajamas and, like, smoke. And I, you're I like, think that's what I'm, I'm doing. I'm I had a thought. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so fucking embarrassing. Simon just roasts me the entire time. I fucking wish that journalism was in the state that it was in like I I want Carrie Bradshaw's job I know I mean I know we all do but I really do I miss the boat I uh, 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 uh. it's so upsetting I'm always so curious what um deadline she has she's always like there's always like a lofty Uh, oh yeah she's like and I'm like I have a deadline I have a deadline to me and it's like but would it not be the same deadline all of the time I'm I have so many questions. Anyway, but watching Sex in the City last night, and I'm like, oh, that's me. Miranda's me. Charlotte's me. Samantha's me. Carrie's me. Carrie's you. Uh, uh, Like, uh, oh, oh, that's so-and-so friend. Oh, this is a part of me here. And then I was, I realized, I realized my epiphany. Sex in the City is parts work. It's actually therapy it's actually internal family systems um yes so that's where i'm at that's how i am actually is uh is i am i'm coping via the uh parts my internalized carrie bradshaw Mm. um etc Ooh, yeah Mm -hmm. i mean you know archetypes archetypes etc i mean this is why we have to have michelle on working on it but so that's that's the Kardashians. That's why. Oh we my love god, the Kardashians! Oh like, my god, is it the Kardashians? Yes. Is it ever? Yes. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, all of this stuff is parts work. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is actually giving me so many thoughts. Like this is maybe I like I love I love sitting down Saturday mornings is my Kardashian time. It's so delicious to me switching on reality TV show on a Saturday morning. Just, Mm. Drugs. Decadent. Pure drugs. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely. Ooh, um, I love this. Yes. And like I think kind of what I was saying before <laughs> is is parts work. <laughs> like yes. this idea yes. of like I'm a boss and I can I can not use my adapted family style and use my like actual authentic like yes. driver's seat Jocelyn. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And Yes. Figure out where those parts of me work and and exist and 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 like when to pull out who when. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think is yes. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's fun. Oh, well, aren't we on to something? Aren't we on to something? Um Oh, we need wait, so well, write that down. Write that down. I don't know. What are you writing down? Aren't we What's on to do something? Down? That's a title of something. Oh. 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 
book number 65. <laughs> um, but I don't even know. I don't even know how to make this uh, transition today. I don't even know how to stick this landing, but that's kind of the point. Um, because my question is, do you ever feel like the climate crisis, uh, like upside down emoji, mustache man emoji, crying emoji, barfing emoji, fairy emoji, rainbow emoji, um, disassociated emoji, invisible emoji, <laughs> melting emoji, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you ever feel like the climate crisis is parts work? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's it's just ringing in my head still, but that hilarious comments like I can't tell if this podcast is a skit of a podcast or not. It's very much that. Okay, ay ay ay. Do you ever feel like the climate crisis is <sighs> too much? It's only deep breath. It's only deep breath, and it's so funny. And like trying to write this. Like, I don't even know how to start this podcast because it's like, we're going to talk about the climate crisis, but it's like, it's okay. Mm. Like, we're not going, it's like, it, it, it'll it be fun. Like, mm. don't worry. Like, you, you won't leave feeling miserable because I think that's like just how it's so arresting mm -hmm. to even say those words. Yeah. Um. Maybe like in relationship to work this season, it's like, do you ever feel like the climate crisis is too much work? Oh, it's too much work. It's impossible work. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like. It feels like insurmountable. That's good work. It's, yeah, it's too much. Um, and I think it's really interesting that like, so it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, in this episode, we're going to talk about the climate crisis, but I promise it's not sad and you know why is it that we don't feel like we can deal with this thing that's so mm. arresting that's like so anxiety inducing um but I wanted to ask you a question before we start another question a question on top of my question um in a lot of my research for our episode today um I dove into there's this really great series oh let me just see if my brain can do this Lena Norms on YouTube, she has a series called Positive Panic. I think that's what it is. Mm. She talks about the climate crisis in kind of a um, not not so gaslighty way, but in a like, here, how do we kind of continue to talk about this? Like, how do we do things? But she always asks her guests this really interesting question. I'm going to ask you, Jacqueline. How often do you talk about the climate crisis with your friends? With my friends? With anybody, how often do you talk about the climate crisis? Uh, I hate questions like this. Um, uh, often. Often. Really? Actually? I mean, do I, I – this is what I – what does that mean? Like, does, does it mean – 
how often, or not even, it doesn't, maybe not often, but like, what are the conversations? I'm just curious about like what people are, what are you talking about when you're talking about this? Yeah. So I think that is, yeah. Okay. So am I sitting down, you know, out to breakfast with my friends and discussing the details of the climate crisis and like the disparities and like blah, blah, blah? No. Am Mm -hmm. I, you know, making one-sided off comments to Mm -hmm. my partner about Mm -hmm. like taking the reusable bag to the grocery store? Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So – you know, this I think is the question, right? Like, like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, do I think about the climate crisis often? Yeah, I do. Do yeah. I have mm-hmm. conversation or mm-hmm. impactful change because of that thought? No, I don't. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because I think if I were to ask, I would, I would say the exact same thing. I would answer that question the exact same way. How often am I outraged and getting mad yes. and having a what I would not consider a conversation? Oh, isn't that so horrible? Blah, 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 right. blah. Whereas having part of part of and it's funny as well. Like I wasn't I wasn't gonna write this episode because it's like the last one before we go on summer break. Surprise, listener! We're gonna go on summer break. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> we'll talk about climate it later. crisis. <laughs> going on summer break. <laughs> And I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to. I was like, I don't want to just leave people. It's like our last episode before we go on break. Um, What do I want to leave people with? I want to leave with a fun thing. And I was trying to write a fun episode. Mm. And it wasn't happening because um, the sky was yellow for seven days here last week. And it hurt to hurt my lungs to go outside. And my jacket smells like I was sitting in front of a bonfire for an evening still. And um, I live in a place in the world where I I can't think of a better place to be actually in the world um, that is like more safe and um, uh, protected and, you know, even in disaster, pr- fine. In inconvenienced actually by it mm-hmm. um and so i was trying i was trying not to write this episode but it i i think this is kind of the problem is it's so anxiety inducing it's so outragey it's so um you know like blood pressure level 1000 that we don't actually listen to the podcast or write the podcast or do the research or have the conversation or or all of things. So I was very much prepared to do the same thing that I do all of the time of just, you know, watch a documentary and then continue on with my life. Like I don't have that information ingested into myself anymore. And so that I can just, you know, spit facts out at other people and we can be outraged together and feel like that does something or pass it off as like, well, what can we do? And like, huh, yeah, and move on. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Mm. This is juicy. So I think I wanted to talk about um I wanted to talk about eco anxiety because I was trying I was thinking about it and I, I've heard this I've heard this word thrown around a lot, obviously like, you know, I think it's like, ooh, it would be interesting. It would have been interesting to do like a 
frequency of word search kind of thing. Mm. But obviously within like the last couple of days, everywhere I went, everyone's like, you know, eco-anxiety, it's a real anxiety. It's a real kind of thing. And um, mm. yes and no. You know, anxiety and fear are 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 not the same. They're like linked but different. Um, and so I think of oh, – let me back up. Let me back up. I think it feels so terrifying and so out of control that we have the potential to generate a generation of total apathy to the point where things never change and we um, mm. we don't take responsibility for individual action at, at a certain point. And I really want to challenge that. So I want to like – I want to talk about what's kind of happening. So yes, eco-anxiety is – is a thing. However, it is not a diagnosable anxiety. And people have been wondering for like the last couple of years if it's like a thing that should be um, talked about more. And so mm. what kind of happens in or, – or, or should it be something that's diagnosable? But um, part of the problem – and obviously I'm not a, a mental health expert, but this is my – these are my layman's terms. But part of the problem is anxiety is like this like hangover or – leftover bit of um so your amygdala is like the thing that sends signals to your your brain um your hypothalamus that says like yo i'm not cool here and so that's the thing that's sending signals to your brain when there's like a tiger in front of you and that tells you to run and part of what eco anxiety and eco fear are kind of like battling at the same time are there isn't there isn't a bear in our living rooms. I, I like to like think of Simon and I in a house refer to like, am I fine or is do I feel like a peacock is chasing me kind of thing? Like, is there a peacock in the house or not? It's very specific. <laughs> there's like some sort of meme. I can't remember where it came from, but there's like a meme of like a peacock chasing a child. And I'm like, that's, that's fucking what terrifying. that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> um, Being like corralled by a peacock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so being anxious is, um, you know, telling somebody who's just been like, or somebody having a fear of something is telling somebody who's experiencing anxiety and fear, who's just been stabbed to do some breathing exercises instead. You know, have like, if there is a bear in your house, you know, just CBT your way through it, like you'll be fine. But eco-anxiety there, there is a bear in the living room in a sense, and there isn't a bear in the living room in a sense, right? Mm. Like there, mm. there is a real thing that is that is happening, but we can't run from it. And in fact, running from it, this response that our amygdala is like, I am in danger. Let's get out of mm. here. That's sending it to our hypothalamus. Um our bodies don't know the difference between not a threat and a threat and a threat and a long-term threat. Mm. And so we just have this conniption, right? And this conniption is not unwarranted, but it's also the thing that I think our generations from now will hunt us down for <laughs> if we don't mm. do something about mm. it. And so this anxiety actually gets in the way of us being able to do things um, mm. and so what is needed after anxiety is a real, is a real, um, what's the word? 
like discovery of how you feel. Mm -hmm. Bringing it back to parts work. Like what is actually, um, how do you feel in that fear? How do you feel in that anxiety? What is underneath these things? What is the thing that thinks it's being attacked? And how can we like get to that Mm source. Mm. And so that's what I think it's happening when we're talking, quote unquote, talking about the climate crisis is we're just, we're all feeding off of each other in that energy of like, mm. aren't you outraged? I'm outraged. Like blah, 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 plastic bag, like blah, 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 straw, blah, 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 wildfire, blah, 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 gas prices, you know? And there's no, it's just reactions on top of each other, which are very warranted. Like, yes, there's a bear in the living room. And like, yes, there is not. Hmm. Mm. I had to take a sip of water. (laughs) That's so interesting in the sense of like the evolutionary components of trauma, right? Or like, which I think Mm -hmm. is kind of like, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Like how do we respond in this way, like to this actual threat but within these this like container of like modern society like 2023 yeah you know what I mean because it's like yeah it's we aren't living anymore like a bear can attack us in the middle of the night like that's not you know but yeah that's so interesting yeah well and I think this is where um you know, privilege comes into it, right? Where like we get to have this really intense response of fear and you are only responding in that moment. That's only happening because you felt safe before that, Mm -hmm. right? Like we felt okay. And so I think this is where like the intersection of privilege is really important. Um, And, you know, we know privilege is only good if we actually do something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so I I was looking – I found this quote that I, I think is attributed to Camus, but, like, I'm not exactly sure. But, like, being a – I'm going to – you know, maybe Camus, people talk about this a lot, but being alive is to be in a state of emergency, so to speak. Hmm. And so if it isn't this, it's something else. And and aren't we so lucky that we do have opportunities where we do feel safe, where we do feel respite, where we do feel like we are able to potentially handle a danger, even if it is approaching us. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe from that place, like maybe there, like action. Because I don't know, I I don't think like you know in this in this podcast I will. I'm not. I don't think I have any thoughts about how to not feel like this really intense reaction to things. Cause I feel it constantly. Mm-hmm. Like I feel that when I go to the grocery store, I feel that when I see cars uh, idling outside, like I see that in other people's actions. Like I feel, I feel that thing constantly. I feel that when I go to vote, um, mm. but it's out. So we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about, we'll talk about how to things get better. But I was curious about, um, I don't know, like your personal reaction to those things. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, this is so, yeah, this conversation is complicated, but it's interesting that we're talking about this in this point in my life because of the work I've been doing with Brushwood. Mm. Um, and I'm just kind of 
I want to keep going in the conversation because I think I have contribution in that regard. Um, but I don't know where we're going. So keep going. <laughs> That's interesting. I um ooh, 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 I've ooh, never ooh, worked ooh. for okay, so here's my experience. I'm like, we're just gonna talk about brushwood. Brushwood, sponsor the pod. Um, anyways, no, I'm kidding. Uh, don't sponsor the pod. No, 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 no. Brushwood's amazing and the stuff that they're doing is incredible. Um, and I'm really proud to be a part of it. It's a lot of work, but I'm yeah. really proud to be a part of it. And I, you know, I'm not a environmental, like, mm-hmm. environmentalist. I'm not, I don't, like, I've never really been in the environmental justice world. I don't really, you know, this is not something that I've ever really been exposed to. Even like the idea of um, uh, being in nature, like was not cultivated in my, like, yeah. Anyways. It's interesting that you're saying the, the, you using the word environment. I don't know why I didn't Google this earlier, but you saying you're not a quote, quote unquote, you're not an environmentalist is very interesting to me because the definition of environmentalist is a person who is concerned or advocates for the protection of the environment. And I would argue that that is most people I talk to. And I think this is kind of Mm. not like just to use, just to use a social movement example. Interesting. Like I think I think this is similar when we use the word ally or when we use the word or or when people had that awakening in June 2020 uh, as part of the George Floyd protest. I think it, it really awakened people that they actually are uh, – what's the word? Activists in a sense. Like being an activist doesn't mean you are like going to political – speaking in front of politicians necessarily or it doesn't mean you're a lawyer or it doesn't mean it's your full-time job I just think that's like an interesting language choice Mm -hmm. that despite your work in a very like even though you work for (laughs) an an organization that has environmentalism at the front of it like not calling yourself an environment I just was interesting I didn't google that word beforehand interesting okay see yeah that's really fascinating because and I think what I was going to say was this idea oh, – there's so much to say. This idea of um, – okay, so when if, I were to clo- if I were to close my eyes, and this is my bias, mm-hmm. this is my bias. If I were to close my eyes yeah. and think about who is an environmentalist, right, that is a very right. specific picture in my brain. Right. Right? Exactly. Like I am exactly. like – crunchy white guy in a Patagonia like with like you know what I mean like that is like what I'm thinking of and so yeah I I think that's kind of interesting right in the sense of within the work of environmentalism there is Mm -hmm. there of course are systems and structures at play that keep like the work if you will and the concern or the like whatever um there's intersections happening and there's privilege in the se- yes. in it. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why I think of a white guy in a Patagonia is what I'm saying. Like that has been mm-hmm. curated in a specific way mm-hmm. because of racism, because of white supremacy, because mm-hmm. of capitalism, blah, 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 blah. Right? So anyways, um, I, you know, and I think – so <laughs> – my point that I was going to make was because I don't identify with that person, like, yeah, I don't 
ascribe, like, I don't think I ascribe to that. Like, I don't think that I, quote unquote, am an environmentalist, or I don't think that I yeah. even belong in the environmental justice, like, movement, right? Yeah. And, like, what I've learned from working mm-hmm. at, with Brushwood is actually mm-hmm. that I am an environmentalist and actually that I, yeah, that I actually belong in the environmental justice space, right? Yeah. And, like, also that the people who, are actually like truly at the center of the environmental justice space are not white guys in Patagonia's. You know what I mean? No. And so and I didn't know that. You know, I didn't have yeah. any kind of understanding of that. Um anyways, I don't know why where that was going, but that was my point. <laughs> no, it's it's interesting that you say that. Well, I think that there's this like so, um social like license so to speak or like kind of cachet of like where who this work is for and who this is for not and where blame and shame go Mm -hmm. very pointedly so like when we are outraged um like so here in canada they've just banned um single use plastics but it's like it makes my fucking head spin the way that this has gone about it's like quite sick and maddening um Mm. instead of like a plastic bag available for you at the grocery store they now have like these like um uh, oh my god what's that type of like it's just another type of plastic it's a plastic fabric (gasps) that you can't do anything with those bags and then you just like collect them yes Uh yes and so they cost money this is what phoebe's talking about is my outrage right now that i'm not going to do anything Uh about right yes anyways go ahead (laughs) well maybe you might because we're not done yet (laughs) they're horrible but this that is that thing i feel Mm -hmm. this is the thing i feel when i'm at the grocery store and i see these fucking bags that drive me fucking nuts and i think of justin trudeau and his very nice hair Mm. and i get furious Mm -hmm. And there's a certain social license of that is okay. That is okay for me to be mad at this thing. And so what, you know, what I'll, I'll vote away or I'll do something else. But like this bag is being thrust upon me and mm-hmm. this is how I feel right now. Um, and I think um, e- even in, uh, there's a stat that people throw around a whole bunch, like a hundred percent of the, co- this was like back in 2017, I think a um, hundred, a hundred companies, a hundred companies are responsible for 71% of global emissions. This is like a thing mm. I hear all of the time. I think we've heard thrown around for a lot. And so it's kind of like, well, not my problem, baby. Like, what can I do? Um, you know, Kim K and Taylor Swift are still flying around on their private jets. Like billionaires are the thing that's like blowing everyone else's shit up. Like, what can we do? And that like siphoning off emotions, like blame who, who to blame and whose problem it is. Like, you know, Mother Brene Brown tells us we know that like shame is not a helpful mm-hmm. tool. <laughs> and I think that's just like, exactly what we do to ourselves and exactly what we do to each other in those moments of seeing the like truly mm-hmm. horrifying use of quote unquote not a single use single use plastic bag mm-hmm. um but i think i'd like i think if we were to just stay with that feeling first or not even just feeling that thought of like a hundred companies only a hundred companies are responsible for 71 percent of glo- wor- the world's global emissions 
Mm-hmm. Who's buying the shit that these companies are selling? Yeah. Like who's consuming the stuff? Like at the end of the day, there is a certain, I don't believe only individual actions are what is needed. And we'll, we'll I will, I have compiled a list of ways, things that we can do. Don't you worry, listener. And Jacqueline. Right. <laughs> I'm refusing to leave. I'm just, I, I'm refusing for us to stay in this like pointing of fingers and to your point about privilege as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that reaction is similarly very privileged to be like, well, not my problem. I can't do anything about it. I'm just trying to drive my car to work. I'm just trying to use my phone. Like I can't Mm -hmm. help where I live or what I try to do, you know, which like I see and feel you baby. And also. Yeah. And something that I think that is so important in this conversation. And again, I would not know about this framing or anything without working at Brushwood. Everybody go check out Brushwood. (laughs) Um, Yes, you should. Jacqueline just worked on a beautiful report with Brushwood that we should all go and read. Thank you. Um, They, what they, they're trying to do um, is center in this conversation of environmental and social justice assets and like what we already are doing and what we can do and like the resilient positivity mm-hmm. of community yeah. and actually yes. like mm, yes. here are all of the things that people that that this community is already doing here's all here's here are ways that we can can contribute and what I think is interesting in that this the way that Brushwood is thinking about this report is that there there's a health equity report coming out from Brushwood this summer and I think the ways that they've even thought about the creation of this thing and like how like literally like how this 80 page report is even framed right Mm -hmm. is not leading with Look at all these disparities. Look how terrible this is. Look at all these health mm-hmm. issues because of these environmental problems, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can do about it. Here's here's what's important. Here are the yeah. recommendations. They're flipping it. They're saying, hey, look. Look at what we're doing. Look at what we're already doing. Look at these recommendations. Yeah. Look how amazing yes. the world is. Yes. Look how amazing yes. people are. You know, we yes. can keep going and like we can, yeah. you know, and, and also this is why this is so important. And I think that framing, like mm-hmm. leading with mm-hmm. we are powerful and we can yes. and 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 community, you know, you know, response is important and all the assets mm-hmm. that everyone has to like center that is yeah. is actually what gets people excited to yeah. and feel empowered and not disempowered by the yeah. data, the information, et cetera. And I think yeah maybe that's where we lose folks, right? Is exactly like, well, what can I do? Because this seems like this insurmountable thing. And it's like, actually, you know, if we all shared the positive about what's already happening, then this insurmountable Mm -hmm. thing maybe wouldn't translate like that. I don't don't know. Well, I think think it's definitely, I mean, I – Numbers are only we numbers are only meaningful because we give them meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's 
there's that part of data. Um, but then the other thing I think about, and it was really interesting. I was thinking, I was like, as I was looking at like climate anxiety, like as a term yesterday, I found this really interesting article by the sci- at, uh, in the Scientific American written by Sarah Jacquette Ray. Mm. It's called Climate Anxiety is over is an overwhelmingly white phenomenon. And it was making me think so much about like when we think about privilege, mm-hmm. like when we think about all of these things, it's like who is having these, who gets, who feels safe, who gets to have this opportunity of outrage at the grocery store, and then who gets to just chalk it up and actually not really have their life impacted yeah, at all. Because like, mm-hmm. like we, we've, we've seen, we are seeing is happening, like I, I just outlined my life is just inconvenienced by the weather, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I wanted to read this quote up because I think it's really interesting and we'll link the um, article in the show notes. Um, but the white response to climate change is literally suffocating people of color. Climate anxiety can operate like white fragility, sucking up all the oxygen oxygen in the room and devoting resources towards appeasing the dominant group. As climate refugees are framed as a climate security threat, will the climate anxious recognize their role in displacing people around from around the globe? Will they be able to see their own fates tied to the fates of the disposed? Or will they hoard resources, limit the rights of the most effective, and seek to save only their own? Deluded that the xenophobic strategy will save them, how can we make sure that climate anxiety is harnessed for climate justice? And I think that's exactly what we're talking about when this, like, the intersection of privilege comes into play here, where it's like, oh, I'm having a big emotion and I don't feel mm-hmm. good. It's like literally calling the cops on ourselves. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like literally carrying ourselves into, like, to get back in line. Mm-hmm. Like, do not, do not have a conniption about the grocery bags because for X, Y, Z amount of reasons, because, you know, or what does it even do? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I like, again, the social currency mm. of like, well, I can't do anything. It's not my fucking problem. Mm. Like it so, literally kills people, is literally killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's, I come back to this thing. It was like, not our fault is our problem. Like is very much our yes. problem. Yes. In the mm-hmm. sense, in the same idea of like, when we talk about trauma, right. Or when we talk about, yeah you know, any manifestations of, like, threat, you know, like, not our mm-hmm. problem is our mm-hmm. responsibility. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. And I think, um, yeah, now I'm like, people need to read this report. <laughs> I should put a link in the, in, <laughs> yes, the, in, the <laughs> in the Google document so that people can sign up to get their copy of this report. Because um, it is, it's, very interesting and exactly like when you say literally killing people it's like yeah Mm -hmm. like the zip code your zip code can be a determinant on whether or Mm -hmm. not you're you Mm -hmm. have a you know a longer life expectancy than someone who literally lives five miles away from you like that is not okay like (laughs) no it's not okay it's not okay and it's and it's not okay for for people to learn that information and to not do anything with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's not okay for us to um, watch a documentary. Like how long ago did that um, – oh, my gosh. What is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, th- that documentary on like clothing um, is the one I'm thinking about. Like it's not okay for us to learn that, you know, dye runoffs go into water and it's contaminating our water resources in the world. It's not okay for us to learn 
that um, working in factories um, that where we buy our clothing is that have manufactured our clothing where people aren't paid well and there's hazardous work environments and um, we know that you know our clothing is made out of plastic and doesn't fucking rot and when we donate it to sh- like it's not okay for us to learn this information and to not start doing something about it. So I okay I really want to do something about it. I also want to make the point that like. Um, I'm like, this is a good point to make that we can all actually have a better quality of life. Like if, if, if from the point that you're inconvenienced or the point that this is life threatening, why wouldn't you want to have a better quality of life? Whether it's like, oh, now I don't have to throw away my shirt because the investment of the money mm-hmm. or like whatever, the, like something insignificant and futile mm-hmm. like that, right? To like people being able to grow up, you know, with access to green and blue spaces. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever the thing is, like don't we all want to live better? Yeah. Not even – Well, and I think I think it's really funny you bring that up. Like um, I saw a couple of headlines last week where it was like um, – like houses for sale like doubled or tripled in uh new york city last week when the wildfire smoke was going on and people were citing like they're like well i'm getting out of here if the city's gonna stink like this every summer and it's like global means everybody (laughs) like no matter if if the whole world's on fire it's gonna be real stinky like no houses on a dead planet like (laughs) what do we think this means Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like like the the cognitive dissonance is real. Mm-hmm. Um okay. But what can we do? I'm excited. What can we do, Jacqueline? We can talk about it. And when we talk about it, I really actually mean talking about it with our friends. Like actually wondering how we feel. Actually asking like who did you vote for? What who's who's a politician that's got a really great you know, green plan right now? Who's a politician that's like really concerned? Um, And, you know, for example, like in where I live in Hamilton, they declared a climate emergency a couple of years ago. And like part of the election that we just had here was like, I was really, I was like, okay, if we declared a climate emergency, like all action should be informed by that now. Mm -hmm. Like all things should contribute towards lowering our, our, our ecological footprint or mm-hmm. greenhouse gas emissions. And so like actually having these conversations. I think additionally as well, and like so I'm going to get into a table of things that we can do. It's a really interesting resource, but I do think sitting down and researching for yourself and taking a look, you know, privilege asks us, you know, where am I and what do I have access to and where mm-hmm. can I what can I share? Um And so sitting down and with yourself and being like, oh, maybe I have money. Maybe I have time. Maybe I have, I don't know, the color of my skin is beneficial for me to like go into like politic in front of people or with Mm me. Like there are many intersections. There are many ways in which we can give Um, or not just give, but yeah. Explore Mm -hmm. curiosity, creativity, Mm -hmm. I think is the guide here. Um, And um choose to f- find what works for you find what you're curious about um and i'll just speak for um, like self 
uh, I can only ever speak from my experience. I, I read a book. I read, I talk about it all the time. I read, uh, Jonathan Safran Foer's, um, We Are the Weather, maybe like a little over a year ago. And that was like information because I wanted to learn like what is, how do our individual impacts, how do our individual actions impact the weather? Mm -hmm. And he basically goes on to talk about like, you know, the meat industry and um, animal agriculture industry, um, among a couple of other things. Um, But it is very interesting. And like that was – I felt like I could be curious enough to change part – to start to change part of my diet. And I didn't go into it thinking I would eat vegan, but now I do. (laughs) (laughs) But there are – I don't think we need to gear switch so hard in either direction. Like I do – I think this is like the other thing that people get really hung up on. It's like, well, I'm not – I'm not interested in eating vegan 100% of the time. I'm not interested in, Mm. um, you know, wearing Patagonia and uh, living in the mountains and eating grass for the rest of my life. Like I like XYZ lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I don't think there is a point in in our very short future where I don't think we will have a choice about what we can or can't – like what actions we can do or things that we can eat. And so – I think starting to make small changes in our individual lives is like I don't think it needs to be 100%. Like I don't think we all need to adopt yeah, three-quarter zips. Yeah. No. <laughs> or or sorry, just quarter zips um, into our lives. A three-quarter zip would be the worst. <laughs> um. Okay. So I wanted to – there's this really interesting resource I will link below. It's called – it is the Drawn Down Organization's Table of Solutions. Oh, okay. So they have – you might – you would extra find this interesting, I actually think. Um, But they have presented individual solutions um, reviewed and assessed by Project Drawn Down using their relevant sectors and their impact on reducing heat trapping gases. Um, The list is extensive but not exhaustive, and we continue to add it as add to it as a living project. Mm-hmm. Project Down Drawdown uses different scenarios to assess what determined global efforts to address climate change might look like. Both scenarios are shown here as plausible and economically realistic. Drawdown scenario one is a rough line with two degree temperature or two degrees Celsius temperature rise by twenty one hundred, while drawdown scenario two is roughly in line with a one point five percent one point five degree celsius temperature rise at the century's end so it kind of measures what um, is impacting the most and where we can find the most impacts and it lists a bunch of solutions so the top two are reduced that they have measured are reduced food waste and plant-rich diets but if we go down it's things like um like inventions like that things that have people um and, and small things like LED lighting and different types of insulation, um, but, but, but public transportation, carpooling, like re- mm-hmm. properly recycling, offshore wind turbines, like things that are in the world already, um, but that if we continue to um, adopt, aka alternative cement um, and uh, geothermal power and uh recycled metals and improved cattle feed like these are making 
huge dents in um, slowing down the uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Not just slowing down, well, slowing down um, temperature Mm. rise, but also it's very interesting. It's very, very, Mm. very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of like what can you do really is so individual and like really needs to ask like ask ourselves like what do I want to learn about and what information can I no longer just have in my head yeah and 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 I can't divorce myself from knowing this any longer yeah ooh yeah like what are you like like what are you kind of like already motivated by because there is Uh, it sounds like, right, like a paired solution for this issue mm-hmm. with what what you are motivated by. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whether it's like, I mean, literally, like if you're like like if your thing is literacy, right, <laughs> or if yeah. your thing is absolutely, you know, anti racism, or if your thing is mental yeah. health, or if your thing is whatever, like there is something. It's all related. Like there is something. Yeah. You know, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, like it was making me think, I'm like, oh, well, in the future, we're going to need a lot more creativity to get us out of these, and not just in the future, right now, Mm -hmm. right now, we are going to need a lot of creativity. And that is what this table of solutions is really, I think, showing is me as a a table of inventions and solutions and creativity. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are, our own creativity is required for us to find interest and and not just like idle our cars yes <laughs> or think that or think that you know um i don't know our plastic or not using a plastic cup um or 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 make never using a plastic cup your whole fucking vibe like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do mm-hmm. um but i do i do think that there is um I do think, I do think, and unfortunately, like, the evidence does show that, like, individual action, no, no, a drop in, like, yes, you're only a drop in the ocean, but, like, the ocean is made of drops. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting that you said, like, you know, really it's going to require creativity because of, you know, everything you and I care about when it comes to yes. creativity. And if you're like getting to this point of the episode and you don't already know what our manifesto is, like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, like I think what's so interesting when we talk about like have the conversation is with the friends, right? Kind of mm-hmm. goes back to – you know, everything that we're saying when we're identifying feelings, right? Because it's yes. like, yeah, actually, yes, actually have the conversation at brunch with friends. But I think something that I already, I've, I've taken away from this conversation today that I know that I can already do is when someone brings up any of these things, you know, at the dinner table, like whatever, uh, you know, here or there to respond with, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel? Yeah. Because, like, actually having conversation that is a little bit, like you're saying, a step after, right, the outrage yeah. is, okay, but how does that make you feel? Like, how does that land in your body and in your nervous yeah. system? And I think the only yeah. place – Yeah. I don't think the only place that creativity comes from, as we know, yeah, 
and creative solution comes from and innovation comes from is feelings, is how do you feel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is how do you feel? And I think in the – not in the inverse as well as, like I really do think at brunch we need to be asking each other what we're doing about it. Yes. Like absolutely, absolutely. I think there's but I think there is there is no more just um yeah, I don't I I personally can no longer learn new information mm-hmm. and just keep going. Yeah. And I totally hear that and I think that's so true and I think I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to adopt that as well after this conversation. But I think that we we kind of go like it's a yeah it's like a fallback right where we kind of go I know it's terrible but instead of saying I know it's terrible if we said yeah but how do we feel about it like I Mm -hmm. actually think that's like a not like that is the entry point Mm -hmm. you know because Mm -hmm. to just respond and say oh like I know it's so terrible like oh I feel so sad too but if I had someone say to me, how do you really actually feel about it? That would totally mm-hmm. frame it differently to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about it and what are we going to do? How do you feel about it? what are you going to do? This table of solutions is like honestly quite amazing to me. Um, one of the things that Lena Norms uh, – I'm saying Lena Norms. I don't know if that is – I think that might just be like a handle of some sorts. But anyway oh. – um, uh, but she has, she suggested one of her videos looking at this table of solutions and like spell your name with it. Like pick one. Oh, like, cool. Like pick one to just like investigate. Like, cause it is long mm-hmm. and like they have, they cite as well, like never ending kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Wow. Um, so there we go. Like I, for perchance could get into perennial staple crops. Ugh. Sounds very interesting. Yes. You know? And the um, if you happen to listen to us and you're coming from the state of Illinois or Chicago, please go in the show notes and sign up to read this report. Actually, even if you're not, sign up to read this report that's coming up coming out from the Accelerator team at Brushwood because it also has recommendations of things that we can do, recommendation categories and then smaller recommendations. Um that again are not it's not we're not asking like some of these things are so doable and easy yeah well i think part of it too is just like let's stop gaslighting ourselves that we don't see all the time mm-hmm. you know like for me my individual actions help me when i am stressed out about the grocery bags go like okay but there is mm-hmm. i actually feel empowered I actually feel empowered. I actually feel like there's something that we can be doing. Um, And I don't think it's so much about identity. You know, Mm. I am white haired Patagonia man. Um, It's about my impact. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or our impact as well. So Mm. Um, any other thoughts? No. We're going to go on a little summer break. Yes, we're going on a break. We're both very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We will be back early September date TBD. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But if you want more Phoebe and Jacques while we're gone, we have a whole Patreon full of uncut and bonus episodes that you can go take a look at. Also support the pod Mm -hmm. um, so that we can get paid to keep making the stuff here um, and so that I can keep going into – I spent so long researching today because I – just uh i love it i love this stuff i love talking about it and like i said there's like at least 40 different episodes that we could um yeah right in here but i wanted to just touch on the iceberg so to speak Ooh, interesting choice of words i Before think it melts. that um yes i yes follow us at do you ever pod um reach out to us um during this time and I guess too. I don't know. You can cut out what I'm about to say. Are we going to put the ad for DDD that we made in this episode? Sure, if I remember to do that. <laughs> I was also going to say, um, you know, and we're still around. Like, you know, if you are yes, interested we are still around in um, collaboration, facilitation, creative direction, uh, you know, being, you know, in the do you ever media world um yeah you know we're still around um we are still around just no new free things are going out basically right now exactly yeah but new free in september yes (laughs) yes see you in september um well thanks very much Jacqueline. thank you love you Thank you for listening to Do You Ever Feel Like? Follow this chaos wherever you get your podcasts. Our artwork is by Simon Peng. Do You Ever Feel Like? is produced by Jacqueline Wills and Phoebe Taylor. You can follow us on Instagram at Do You Ever Pod. You can write to us at Do You Ever Pod at gmail.com. Okay, 